This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show, where we bring you the latest insights and expert advice on all things dating and relationships. I'm your host, Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. In today's episode, we're excited to explore the topic of cultural differences in relationships with a special guest. Michelle G. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. Hey, there. hey, Michelle. I also met on Clubhouse. She's a fellow dating expert and matchmaker at Incredible Love and, and an award-winning TV host, also seen on the show Darcy and Stacy on the TLC network. And she'll be offering her own insight on this uh, fascinating topic. Cultural differences can be both challenging and exciting when it comes to dating and relationships, from different communication styles to varying expectations around family and commitment. There's a lot to navigate when two people from different cultures come together. But guys, with the the right tools and understanding, intercultural relationships can be some of the most rewarding and fulfilling connections of all. And today we're going to be discussing some of the key issues that arise when cultures collide in the dating world. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. And um, it's been a while. I haven't spoken to you. You look fantastic, by the way. I can see her, guys. You guys can't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. And I'm glad that we're able to talk about one of, I think, our favorite topic. Well, anything that has to do with dating is, is a favorite topic for us. But really, this um, this topic of intercultural relationships, I'm super excited. Yeah. Okay, so let's get started. We have so much to talk about. What are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about dating someone from a different culture? I think one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about dating someone from a different culture is that their values, their beliefs, and that their behaviors are drastically different from their own. And then it, what happens is that this leads to assumptions that these cultural differences are going to create these big obstacles that are going to make it impossible to build a successful and satisfying relationship. But research has actually shown us that people from different cultures can build a happy and fulfilling relationship by focusing on what's important, which is commonalities, being open-minded, and absolutely respecting each other's differences. In fact, research tells us that intercultural relationships can offer unique opportunities for personal growth and even cultural awareness. I believe it just makes you a more well-rounded person. Mm -hmm. And also that cultural differences lead to conflict. Mm. You know mm -hmm. what? Yeah, cultural differences can lead to misunderstandings and conflicts, but it doesn't have to be that way. By being open minded, by being respectful, and by willing to learn, people can celebrate each other's differences and make the relationship stronger. So, you know, it's not always true, right? Like, there's workarounds. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think sometimes, like I said earlier, it's like it can definitely I'm not saying that it can't create any type of misunderstandings or disagreements. But I think we 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 got to have an open mind. And that's what communication is there for to be able to discuss those 
you know, differences. And there's a lot of stereotypes also around uh, cultural differences. And they're not absolute, you know, people can vary in their beliefs and their values and their behaviors. But it's all about having an open mind and the willingness to learn and respect different cultural practices and beliefs, you know. Uh, Most importantly, like I said earlier, it's communicating openly and honestly with your partner and Hey, listen, I'm, I'm married to some, I'm Latina, I'm married to someone who's Latina, a Latino as well. And we're from two different places of the world, even though we're both Latin and we have our own, you know, disagreements and cultural differences, but we talk about them. You know what I mean? Yes. I love that. I love how you say Latina. I'm Latina. (laughs) I want to be Latina too. No, (laughs) I'm Italiana. There you go. Ah, <laughs> I think I think we're I think we're we're related. You know, I think there's a so, lot of influence yeah. that well, we I have Argentinian. Well, I have Argentinian family, and I lived there for three months once, and I learned the language, the culture, all of it, and I love it. I do. Uh, you <laughs> so, guys have really good food too. Good. Oh, delicious food. Ooh, mm-hmm. Dulce de leche. With- uh huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I also say too uh, over to help you overcome these stereotypes is. Instead of focusing on the differences, celebrate those differences because it's an opportunity to learn about mm-hmm. different cultures, to expand your worldview, and just to deepen your understanding of humanity, yeah, humanity in general. And I mean, our our countries too. Like, I mean, you're from the states. I'm from Canada. Very, very multicultural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to be meeting people from different cultures, anyways. So let's get used to it. Get used to it. <laughs> Uh, navigating cultural differences in relationships can be both enriching and challenging. What are the, some of the common challenges that arise when navigating cultural differences in relationships? I think the top three that come to mind, number one is communication barriers, mm-hmm. um, the, the differences in languages. I mean, you said you're a part of you, Argentinian. I'm Ecuadorian from South America. If we were to speak Spanish together, there may be some words and nuances and mannerisms that are very different in our cultures, right? Our communication styles, our nonverbal cues. Number two, values and beliefs, um, yes. different cultural backgrounds lead to different values and different beliefs that can lead to conflict if not properly understood and respected. And I think um, the biggest one that I'm going to bring up now would be probably different attitudes towards gender roles. Yes. (laughs) Right? I mean, we're we're living in a world where that is a big conversation, gender roles and toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. and, and all these different topics. And part of what influences that is really culture, right? How were you raised? What were the examples and the roles that you were shown? And so I think that different attitudes towards gender roles and cultures really can create friction in a relationship if they're not properly addressed or spoken about. Um, And last but not least, I think I believe that different attitudes towards gender roles, right? This is a big conversation in in today's dating world. And I think it just in general in relation the landscape of relationships, right? Different cultures have different attitudes towards gender roles that can create friction in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, some cultures have traditional gender roles where men are expected to be the breadwinner in mm-hmm. the home and women are expected to take care of the home and family. But in other cultures, uh, there may be more gender equality and, and shared responsibility for work and family obligations. So yeah, I, I totally see that. Um, now, if you're dating someone from a different culture, 
finding common ground and understanding each other's cultures is so important. I mean, it's key to building a strong relationship. What are some of the first steps that you should be taking to find common ground and to help each other understand your culture? I love this question because the first thing is I, I believe that we have to be open-minded. We I think it's really important that we approach each other, like our partners' cultures with an open mind and be curious about the traditions, the customs, and the values, right? And it's not, and, and one thing that I think we as a society sometimes tend to do when we ha- we are learning about different cultures that are drastically different as ours, it's like, oh, that's weird. And it's not weird, right? It's just different, which leads me into number two, which is asking questions. Ask them about their cultural background, their experiences growing up in a different culture, but show a genuine interest and be willing to learn. Um, I think also to bridge that gap, you know, couples, couples can teach each other and share their own cultural, like about their own cultural background, how they grew up, their experiences. Um, learning each other's languages, food, uh, you know, for food, I think is like a universal language globally, mm-hmm. right? If there's something that can bring us together, I have been in places like Cambodia, where I have not spoken one little bit of Khmer, right? And so I started learning, but we could share food, we can signal one another, we can really appreciate that. And I feel like food is one of those ways that we can bond together. Um, attending like cultural events and festivals that are around um, learning about your partner's cultures, right? And respecting, most importantly, I think overall is respecting each other's beliefs about about your beliefs and your customs and, and having courtesy. I feel like by taking these steps, you can really begin to form that common ground and develop a real deeper understanding and appreciation of one another. Mm-hmm. I love everything that you shared there. And uh, also, it's so important, guys, to have honest conversations about your beliefs yeah. and values, and then really listen to each other's perspectives. Okay, so it's all about listening, communication. I mean, I can sit here and say, communicate, communicate, communicate all day long. Like I think communication is so important. And sometimes we do, we forget to speak and we keep things all bottled up inside. Okay. But you don't want to do that Um, because when you bottle things up, it can create this tension and misunderstandings in the relationship. Then over time, when these, I don't know, these unresolved issues, right? Like what happens is they build up and then they create all this resentment and then it leads to arguments um, and then may even cause a breakdown in the relationship. And then it may be more difficult for partners to work through these conflicts and find solutions that work for both of them. Um, So great, great, great conversation. We're going to take a quick break now. And after the break, we're going to be chatting more about finding understanding in multicultural relationships with Michelle G. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotti, your host, joined by my fellow matchmaker, or a fellow matchmaker, Michelle G, to chat about approaching different cultures when it comes to dating. What are some of the benefits of dating someone from a different culture? Let's talk about the benefits, because there are some benefits. 
How can we learn and grow from these experiences? I love that you said that learn and grow. That's the first thing. That's a huge benefit. I really believe that being able to date someone from a different culture allows you to have just an increased cultural awareness and makes you a more well-rounded person. Um, it exposes you to new ideas, new customs, perspectives that can really broaden your understanding of the world and again, increase your cultural awareness. Secondly, you said it, growth, personal growth. When you date someone from a different culture, you can be challenged to confront your own biases and assumptions. And I think that there's nothing greater than being able to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, oh, wow, I always thought X about this culture or about this um, region of the world. And it really challenges you to look inward um, and to think more critically about your own beliefs and values, which leads to self-awareness and personal growth. Um Unique experiences, you know, what we take with us when we move on to our next life is our memories. And the, the one of the benefits of intercultural dating is unique experiences. Dating someone from a different culture can expose you to new foods, cultural events, festivals, learning about traditions, customs, learning another language. And, and I think it brings you in a relationship or whether it's new or you've been together for quite some time, it can only just increase what research tells us a fondness and admiration towards one another and appreciation in the relationship itself. Now you keep mentioning and bringing up how food brings people together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I know you love to cook. I love to cook. I'm a big chef. I mean, uh, yes, I I love to cook and I totally (laughs) agree with you. And I remember a couple that I matched up few years back who really stood out to me uh john was from greece and preeti was from india and i had a chance to speak with them about their relationship and they both shared how much they learned uh, about each other's or, or they both shared how much they had learned about each other's cultures from customs and beliefs to let's just say celebrations and traditions and that they even enjoyed trying new foods that they've never heard of before. And their most memorable experiences together were cooking traditional dishes in the kitchen, uh, which was really important since food was an important part of both of their cultures. And, And it was a wonderful bonding experience for both of them. And it really helped them gain like this deeper understanding and appreciation for each other's backgrounds. And guys, this is an example of how their relationship was strengthened by their differences rather than hindered by them right Mm -hmm. so do you have any stories like this that you'd like to share I know that you're a matchmaker and uh, I don't know if there's something that came to mind yeah so I I work with many different cultures but I work with a lot of people of color and I got the opportunity to work with Abigail and Roger so Abigail is from Chihuahua Mexico and Roger is from the United States and they actually um you know, came together in a very interesting way. It was kind of almost serendipitous. They kind of just bumped into one another when they both were working with me. And it was it was kind of funny. I was working with both of them in a cult, in a coaching capacity and they kind of just bumped into each other at an ice cream shop of all places, right? <laughs> and that's why, you know, and I'm sure you say the same thing, Laura, like, you know, you never know where you're going to meet someone. That's the truth of it. Yeah, <laughs> um true. And, and, you know, they, they, she speaks English a little, you know, she has an accent, but she does speak English and obviously he speaks English. And so they connected over because they were asking each other, they were just having conversation about ice cream. Oh, should I try this ice cream? Should I not try this ice cream? They ended up having a mini date that day. 
and um, ended up coming back and telling me about it. Mind you, I had no idea that both of them were, that I was talking to both of them that they had met. This is in Colorado. So I'm hearing the story from Abigail, then I hear the story from Roger, and I'm like, hold on a second. This this is too too good to be true. Long story short, uh, I ended up telling them, I'm like, I think I'm actually working with both of you. And it was really interesting because they started dating one another. And one of the first things that they did together, besides sharing the ice cream in that mini date, was the next step was she wanted to cook for him. She wanted to cook for him to... Roger has traveled, but he never traveled to Mexico. And he was very fascinated the fact that she is, you know, she wasn't raised and born in the United States, but she was from Mexico, like from Chihuahua, and she wanted to cook for him. So their second date, she invited him to um, her place, and her kids were there. You know, it, it, she, she does things differently. Like, as her coach, I was like, look, we got to put in some safety measures, but that's for another conversation. But long story short, they had a great day and he was able to really meet the kids and talk to them and, and have share food. And, and she was able to just teach him a little bit about just unity. He comes from a home where he really wasn't very close to his family. He was able to see what it's like to be and surrounded by family. And he really embraced that experience. He said he felt right at home and here they are now where are we at? Uh, I think 10 years later, they're still together. You know, I think that's amazing. It's beautiful. And all it all so happened cute. to ice cream. Right? It's so cute. <laughs> now, would you suggest inviting a man to your home to cook for him on a for a second date? Because I, I probably would not. No. Uh, maybe the third date. But I like to make him work for it a little bit. <laughs> Some you know, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm I sorry. Would. Yeah. No, no, no. Maybe the third really date. But yeah. Yeah, I think for her, she's a little bit older. She was raised in Mexico. For her, that was something. And and we talked about it when we were coaching, actually. I, I mentioned it to her. I thought that, you know, to be sure, that's why she had the kids there in case of a safety measure. Like, her kids are older. Um, but I'm really grateful that it worked out how it did. But, no, I, I typically would say probably maybe the fourth or the fifth date, actually. Third date, maybe fourth or fifth. <laughs> Third date is something I probably would do. Uh, third Mm. or fourth you're right I probably third or fourth date but I would have him take me out at least twice and uh and and of course have further conversations in that like I would be having regular conversations with him through text Mm -hmm. through phone calls it wouldn't just be oh the third meetup would be a date like I mean there would be a lot of conversations in between Mm -hmm. yeah and I think with you saying that also highlights like you know, generationally, how different, how people from different generations date and what's normal to them versus what may be, you know, things that they didn't think about back then that they think about and women and men are more aware of in today's modern dating landscape. Mm -hmm. And how can we approach intercultural dating with an open mind and heart without making assumptions or judgments about the other person's culture? It can be hard to do sometimes. Yeah, it definitely can. I think the first thing is, the first step I would say is recognizing our own biases. Like we all have our own biases biases of our own cultural backgrounds and experiences, Mm -hmm. and we have that lens on all the time. So it's important to recognize these biases and challenge them when they may be preventing you from seeing your partner's culture in a positive light. Mm 
Secondly, education, 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 educate yourself. Take the initiative to learn about your partner's culture by reading books and watching movies, attending a cultural events and asking your partner questions. It can really help you gain a real deeper understanding and appreciation of their culture. And not to mention when you're putting forth this effort, it shows your partner that, wow, this person really is invested in getting to know me and being being really together and, and making this work. Um, and embracing differences. I think this is easier. And you mentioned this earlier. I think it's easier sometimes said than done, but celebrating the differences between cultures and recognizing them as an opportunity for growth and learn and learning um, and be willing to try and learn new things from your partner. Uh, I, I really love that you said that early on. And I think that's really key to be able to bridge that gap, right? Um, and approach it with an open mind and an open heart. Yeah, I think that is really important that you do educate yourself about your partner's culture, because this is going to show your partner that you're actually taking an active interest in their background and that mm -hmm. you're committed to learning more. And then, you know what, maybe you can ask some questions too about your findings, or let's just say you don't understand something, ask them about it, but mm -hmm. keep an open mind uh, without judgment. You know, you don't want to judge people. You don't want to make assumptions or jump to conclusions about their culture in any way, shape, or form. Agreed. But you wouldn't want people to do that, you know, when it came comes to your culture. I'm Italian. Mm -hmm. Listen, I hear <laughs> people make a lot of assumptions about us. <laughs> but some of them are true. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing, even though they're true. But I think it's a matter of what you said. It's like how you approach it, right? Ask questions, but... Think about how you're going to ask that question because delivery is so important. Delivery, tonality can lead to miscommunication. You know, we don't know how the other person receives it sometimes. You want to give us an example of the tone that we should be using? You want to role play with me? Yeah, I'll role play with you. Okay, <laughs> I'll, tell you I'll tell you something I know that I've heard about Italians. Um, and it's that Italians are very loud people. Every time they talk, they scream. They have a microphone in their in their throat. Like, that's what I hear. Now, I've met it's Italians. True. <laughs> when we get together, or like a family gathering, it's loud. It's loud. But it's fun, too. We have so much fun screaming. <laughs> Talking over each other. We do that too in our culture too. We all talk. It's like, who's listening at some point? I think we're just all talking. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We don't have to role play. We're good. All right. We, we need to take a quick break though. And when we come back, we're going to chat about communication and relationships with different cultures. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on 640 Toronto with moi, Laura Bellotta. Back with my special guest, fellow matchmaker and dating coach, Michelle G, discussing communication in multicultural relationships. Michelle, how do cultural differences affect communication and relationships? Like what are some of the strategies for bridging that gap? Um, well, cultural 
cultural barriers uh, or differences, I'm sorry, cultural differences can have significant impact on communication and relationships. And as as we start, as you're dating this person, you can start noticing the differences in communication styles, right? So some of the ways that cultural differences can affect communication and relationships is language barriers, right? Mm -hmm. If partners speak different languages, it can be challenging to communicate effectively. Let me give you an example. My first language is Spanish. I think, I dream, uh, I listen to music in Spanish. So when I'm actually talking to you right now, I need to translate it from Spanish to English. And what happens sometimes when I when I first was learning English when I was a young girl, um, it, it took me a little bit of time to understand, like be able to really express what I'm trying to say because Spanish can be a language that can be very descriptive and very verbose where English can be more short, clear and concise, right? So that can be, that's an example of how uh, when you speak a different language, it can be challenging to communicate effectively. Number two is nonverbal communication. You know, you're Italian and Argentinian, right? Italians use a lot of their hands. They're very expressive, right? We're, and it's like, but 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 their expressions, right? It's just it's just a way of passion of showing or emphasizing certain points. Um, and so, different cultures can use different nonverbal cues, such as body language and facial expressions, that can lead to misunderstandings. I can't hide my facial expressions for my husband. He just knows when I'm in complete disagreement with him about something, which is funny, right? Um, this is a big one. And I've experienced this challenge in my own personal relationship. And I've experienced this in matchmaking as well. And that is directness. Some cultures tend to be a little bit more direct in their communication styles. And while others are more dis indirect and mm -hmm. a little bit more passive and implicit or practice implicit communication, that is a big one. And I don't think you really identify that until you're you have your first or second misunderstanding in a relationship. And last but not least, I would say silence. Um, in some cultures, silence is valued, and it could actually be a sign of respect or thoughtfulness. While in other cultures, it may be seen as awkward or rude. So you got to keep this in mind that these cultural differences can affect communication in your relationships. Um, and to bridge the communication gap and help improve, you know, the understanding in the relationship. Some of the strategies is number one, be patient, right? Understand that cultural differences can lead to communication challenges. It's going to happen, right? Number two is active, actively listen to your partner, be attentive and engaged, right? When your partner is speaking and make an under, make an effort to understand their point of view. You don't have to agree with it, but the whole purpose of communication is not just to express to one another what you're trying to express. It's also an opportunity to understand one another. Um, another, another really good tool that I think applies regardless of intercultural dating or not is using I statements, right? Um, mm -hmm. Use I statements to express your feelings and perspective yes. rather than making accusatory judgmental statements. I feel this way. Instead of saying, you do this. And it makes me feel like this because then it puts that person on the defensive, right? And that, here it goes, that's a really good display of like in some cultures, directness. Like we just want to highlight the behavior, right? But sometimes we don't realize that we're really, it comes across like we're attacking that person's character. And last but not least, I would say practice empathy. Um, take a step back and attempt 
to see things from your partner's perspective and show empathy for their walk of life, for their experiences and how they've been brought up into the world. I think by using this, any couple can improve their relation, the communication within their relationship and bridge these cultural gaps. Mm-hmm. Did you mention showing respect, even if you, you don't really fully understand or agree agree with their traditions I don't did you no I didn't say that I didn't say that but that is a very good point you know what I mean I what I said earlier was I think it's really important that we attempt to make the effort to understand one another it doesn't mean that you have to agree with them yeah and you but oh sorry go ahead continue no 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 but but it definitely I definitely do believe like if you are able and open-minded to understand a person and their perspective it makes a conversation or a moment of conflict so much easier and disarms that person where you can really, really hear and listen one listen to one mm-hmm. another. Yeah. And it's, it's, a sign of respect is everything. Um, mm-hmm. You definitely want to avoid criticizing or belittling their customs because this is going, you know, you're going to have, well, they're going to get hurt. It's going to lead mm-hmm. to hurt feelings and which will lead to more conflict. And it's really hard to come back from those type of things. Mm-hmm. And then also finding compromises. If there Love are that. Big, yeah, if there are big differences between your family traditions, right? Find compromises that work for the both of you. Uh, this may involve blending traditions, creating mm-hmm. new traditions together. Why not? Mm-hmm. Or finding ways to honor both of your backgrounds. It's all doable, guys. It's all doable. Now, what if your family is having a hard time accepting your new partner because, I don't know, they're like, well, the cultural dif- differences are too great. I don't know. We're not we're not used to this. We don't like this. What can you do? Let's chat about this. You know, I come across this a lot um, in interracial and intercultural relationships. And I think uh, what I've learned is that first and foremost, we hear this all the time, but I'm, I'm just going to say it. It's really about talking openly with your family, like having an open, sometimes that the reason that these things happen is because there is a lack of understanding, a lack of awareness potentially from your family side, right? So it's, it's you, if you're the person that brings your family together and brings your partner together, then like, I like to say, you are the person that is in a way responsible for bridging this gap. And I think talking openly and understanding where your family, where your family's coming from is important. And at the same time, using that as an opportunity to, um, to, to educate them, right. On the differences. Um, And it could be hard, you know, helping your family also understand that, you know, share that their culture is different um, by sharing maybe resources or books or, or documentaries, right? Uh, You know, that's really important. I talked a little bit about boundaries, but I think it's important to communicate boundaries to your family. And, And it's okay to have boundaries with your families. I think for us, I mean, I'll speak from my own experience and also from just in, in my culture, like sometimes boundaries can be very blurred and people just cross boundaries all the time because it's not something that we're really taught when we're young. It's kind of like you're part of the family, this is an elder and there's like a there's like a pecking order, right? And so we feel intimidated to set these boundaries, but boundaries are really, really important and be clear about what, to be clear about what's acceptable and isn't acceptable towards your partner. 
you brought this up just a moment ago and I have to echo it. Be prepared to compromise, right? Consider looking ways to compromise with your family. Compromise is not a dirty word. Some people tend to feel like, oh my God, if we compromise, then someone's losing more or someone's gaining an upper hand. Change and shift your perspective from that because really compromise is about finding common ground on certain cultural traditions and practices, right? Um, seek support. Sometimes we need to seek outside support from coaches, uh, from family, other family members, maybe from friends who might be a little bit more open-minded, consider joining a support group or seeking the guidance of a coach, a therapist, or a counselor. Um, I think all those things are really important to remember when you're um, about to, when you're really looking at these attitudes and beliefs that your partner, or that your family may have towards your partners. Yeah. And I think the most important thing to remember is that ultimately it's your life. It's your relationship. We have mm -hmm. one life to live and we should be living it the way that we want. I think it's important to respect and listen to your family's concerns, but you should never let their disapproval dictate your decisions. Now, if they don't like your partner because, well, your partner's mistreating you, then that's a different story. Mm -hmm. Especially if, if your entire family dislikes them there may be an issue here. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be chatting more about navigating cultural differences in relationships. Stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata. SingleInTheCity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, getting back into our discussion with fellow matchmaker Michelle G on navigating cultural differences when dating. Michelle, how can we avoid cultural appropriation when dating someone from a different culture? What are some of the ways uh, that we can appreciate and honor different cultural traditions without overstepping boundaries? I just want to take a moment, Laura, and just thank you for asking this question, because I feel like there is such a big conversation and people are just blaming each other about, oh, that's cultural appropriation. This belongs to this. And listen, we've all been guilty of it. Um, but what I think is that we don't talk about enough exactly the question that you're asking. How do we avoid that, right? And I think avoiding cultural appropriation when, when dating someone from a different culture requires a lot of sensitivity and respect for the traditions and customs of that culture. Some of the ways that we can appreciate and honor different cultural traditions without overstepping boundaries is number one, to educate yourself. Take the time to educate yourself about the cultural traditions and the customs of your partner's culture. This helps you understand a lot better uh, certain practices and it avoids appropriating them, right? Number two is being respectful. Show respect for your partner's culture um, and treat their traditions with the same level of respect and appreciation that you would want for your own culture. Um, avoid stereotypes, right? Number three is avoid these stereotypes. Stop. Don't make any assumptions or stereotypes about your partner's culture and instead approach it with an open mind and a willingness to learn. And I think last but not least, listen to feedback. Be open to the feedback that your partner or other people from their culture 
um, are saying to you, if that if they feel that you've overstepped any boundaries or appropriated their traditions. Now, this doesn't mean what you mentioned earlier that we can't create blended traditions. That's not appropriation because that's you and your partner taking and, and creating something that's unique to your own, but honoring and remembering what came from where, right? Where did this this derive from? And if we approach cultural traditions with the same respect and appreciation and we avoid appropriation and then couples can really come together and build a strong and meaningful relationship that respects and honors each other's cultural, cultural backgrounds. Oh my goodness. I love all of that. And one thing that we may want to mention too, is asking for consent. If you're unsure about whether something is appropriate, then ask your partner for their opinion and always respect their boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now, when we um, come from different cultures, our expectations around commitment and long-term relationships can, you know, can vary quite a bit. For example, in some cultures, relationships are seen as a way to bring families together, while in other cultures are viewed as more of a a personal choice. What Mm -hmm. are some other ways that cultural differences affect our expectations around commitment and long-term relationships? And are there certain values or beliefs that we, we need to consider when dating someone from a different culture? I think the first thing in today's landscape, right, with the rise of non-traditional gender roles and the rise of equality gender roles is something that um that may affect these expectations and something really important to talk about and discuss with the person you're dating because cultural differences in gender roles can affect the expectations around commitment and long-term relationships right with some cultures having more of a traditional viewpoint of gender roles while others having more a viewpoint of gender equality I'm going to break it down to the most simplest thing that I think we can all relate. And that is chores around the house. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Chores around the house is one of the biggest things that I've coached couples around. It's like, well, there's this expectation that the man is, is the provider and that the woman's going to stay home and take care of the children and, and carry the emotional labor of the relationship and all these things. Those are things that need to be discussed. Right. And how do you make it work for your relationship? Right. How did you grow up and see your parents and your, what was your role model for relationships? That's so important to discuss when you're dating. Uh, Number two is your views on marriage. Different cultures have different views on the importance of marriage and the timing of a marriage. In Spanish, we have two different names for, um, we have two different names for a boyfriend. We have no boyfriend. Right. Novio or enamorado. Ah, estoy enamorado. It's my enamorado. This is my boyfriend. Okay. Novio is more like, oh crap, like this is serious and potential engagement, or now we're engaged to one another. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So those things are really important to understand where some cultures may place a greater emphasis on marriage and where some may just be like, mm, you know, not so important. Oh my goodness. I love those. Um, Yeah. And so ultimately, you know, navigating these differences takes patience, right? Takes understanding, um, Mm -hmm. a willingness to learn and compromise. But by respecting each other's cultural backgrounds and values, you can really build a strong, lasting relationship that's enriched by your differences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
Anything else that we want to add that we may have left out? Any tips that we can give uh, the people that are listening when it comes to dating someone outside of your culture? Is there anything that we missed? I think we covered. You know, we did. I feel like this was such a great conversation. I, I think the most important thing is to be clear about your expectations and don't be afraid to share that with the person that you're dating, you know, communicating your expectations and be clear about what you're looking for will definitely save you a heartache. Um, There's a book that I love. It is written. I'm a huge fan of John and Julie Gottman and their work. And I, I learned about their work in school and it's called eight dates. And it's about the eight essential conversations that you should have over a lifetime. And I feel like you could take each one of those conversations and have one each one of those on, on on overall eight dates and and it's just really about communication and remembering that to have empathy and compassion for their walk of life the same way you want empathy and compassion for your own walk of life. Well, what a joy to have you on the show today, Michelle G. Where can people learn more about you, watch the show that you were on and all that? Thank you so much. People can learn more about me at incrediblelove.com. You can follow me on all social media at Love by Michelle G. And if you watch TLC Network, catch us on Darcy and Stacey season four, where we are helping Darcy find love. Thanks so much for having me, Laura. I love this conversation. I loved having you on. Follow me, guys. Official Laura Bellotta, TikTok and Instagram. And see you next week. Ciao for now.